reason when a woman, especially a black woman, is seen as strong. It's also seen by people as like she can handle anything. Right. No matter what. Right? But if someone is physically strong, Successfully speaking with Tyler Smith Barbosa and myself, Jessica Courtney Rivera. Tyler and I are very good friends of, oh my God, 20 years. We've grown up together, become mothers together, planned weddings with one another, and now we're here growing businesses and riding the waves of life. Thanks for joining us. My husband and I have been married for five years, but when we met, Marriage was the last thing on my mind. We met when I was 23. And apparently, according to Mesh.com, 26 is like the average age someone meets their spouse. So Ephraim and I met officially when I was 14. Um, Ephraim was in the gallery, which if you're from Philly, you know where the gallery is. Um, He was in the gallery, and my cousin Morgan was walking through the mall, and his friends had a bet that whoever walked by next, they had to, like, you know, try to get their number or whatever. So, she walks by, and she's on the phone with me, and Ephraim, I guess, took the phone from her, um, and then... He was asking me questions. We had a conversation. And then that's basically how it came to be. So afterwards, it was a while before we actually hung out. Because I couldn't have boy phone calls or a boyfriend. So (laughs) that was that. So, okay. But just to back up a little bit. Because your cousin Morgan was the one that Mm -hmm. was walking in the gallery. Mm -hmm. Um. But it wasn't Ephraim that she met, right? It was Ephraim's no. friend. So Ephraim took the phone. She was talking to his friend. On the phone. So his friend was on the phone and then he was... Mm, no, his friend was there. So it was a group of guys in the gallery. Okay. And then they had a bet. Morgan walks by. And that's where... Ephraim came in because he took the phone from her so that his friends could talk to Morgan. Got it. So he was the distraction. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So he's a distraction. You're on the phone with him. It was an awkward conversation. We we probably said all of two words like, like, yeah, this is Jessica. Who is this? Why do you have my cousin's phone? Um, he gave her his number for me to call him Mm -hmm. um and so when she came to my house like the next weekend she's like did you call the number and i'm like no i didn't call the number i can't have boy phone calls you know that (laughs) so (laughs) she's like you should call so she dialed the number and he answered and i'm like all nervous and awkward and we talked on the phone like that for like probably like three months. I like we didn't see each other for like three months. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 
we all met up at the gallery again and that's when um he met my mom because so in order to have boy phone calls i needed to have her approval in order you know to talk to whatever boy so um it was around the holidays and that was before we were muslim and we went to the gallery to do like our pollyanna shopping Mm -hmm. and so morgan and i set it up so that Ephraim and his friends could appear at the mall and that's in air quotes um (laughs) at the same time that my mom and i and my siblings were there doing our um christmas shopping yeah that's so funny this idea of like um have is is almost reminds me of like the parent trap like trying to set up this like elaborate plan Mm -hmm. uh just so things can work in your favor I didn't have that restriction of boys not being able to call. So that's kind of like, it's kind of funny, like the kind of hoops you got to jump through. I remember in second grade, though, a boy left. He was singing on my answer machine. You know, this is before. (laughs) (laughs) What? This is, you know, before personal phone. So he left it on like the house answer machine. And my mom played it back. She called everyone in the room. And she played it back, and they just, like, laughed. Like, I felt so bad for that boy. (laughs) That reminds me of when Layla was proposed to in pre-K by the little boy with the bucket of markers. And he, like, came up to her with the bucket of markers like it was flowers. And he got down on one knee and said, Layla, will you marry me? (laughs) She was like, no. Oh my gosh, was he hurt? <laughs> I don't know. I think it was just like all right, all right. <laughs> well, you want to draw? <laughs> uh, okay, so go ahead. So y'all at the mall. You're um yeah, trying so, for him to 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 meet your mom, or coincidentally, yeah. air quotes, coincidentally meet your mom. Yeah. So we told our mom, um, well, my mom, that we wanted to go to a certain store. And as we were walking, he and his friends walked up. Now, I don't know what made him show up with his group of friends. Because it had to be like 10 of them. And like, I see them walking toward me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is bad. This is not going to go well. My mom is going to be like, who are all these boys? But, so he walks up. And I'm like, oh mom, look. This is my friend, you know. And I introduced them. And she's like looking at him with the stink face. And he's like, you know, how you doing? You're trying, you know, shaking her hand or whatever. And she's like, who is this bone thugs and harmony looking ass nigga? <laughs> and I just stood there. Oh my gosh. First like, of all, I can't even picture your mom cursing what i your mom was like this benevolent nice lady who just always smiled i can i cannot imagine she is she is but her smiles don't always mean that she's happy (laughs) so there's that she she's multifaceted Mm -hmm. (laughs) all right so go ahead so um, he wasn't hurt by it at all. Like he was just like he looked at me. He's like, mm. 
that was a bit much. Like, so they shook hands. Um, so she's like, you know, all right, well, we have to meet, you know, in this place by this time. So I'm like, I felt like it went well, just based off the fact that she let us walk around with them after. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it was a little while after that. And then we had our first date in person in person. Right. Cause otherwise y'all haven't. So the time that he went to the mall was that the first time you've seen him in person as well. It was the first time I seen him. Yep. Were you nervous? Well, I felt so. Morgan had described him Mm -hmm. so many times because she was like, you know, he he seems like a nice guy. You know, this is what he looks like. He light skin. He got long hair. I think he Puerto Rican. That's what she kept saying. I think he Puerto Rican. And I'm like, um, I don't know. And she's like, no, like he, he was, you know, he was cool. But she really wanted me to hang out with him so that she can hang out with his friend. Mm. Because I was her decoy. Right. Like her mom was really strict. So she would tell her mom that she was with me and her mom would be like, oh, okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't ask any questions. So, whenever Morgan did something that she wasn't supposed to do, I was there. Sorry, I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's hilarious. So, you couldn't even trust her opinion for real because she had ulterior Yeah, motives. like, I was like, uh, I don't know. Like, you only saying that because... Right, right. Uh, that must have been so scary. Were you nervous about, like, how you looked to him or how you would appear to him? No. <laughs> I think back then I wasn't like, I didn't have any, at least at the time, I didn't have any insecurities about like physical things like, or even like, I don't know. I just didn't. Do you feel like you have them now? Yeah. After having kids and stuff like that, I definitely have physical insecurities or things that I want to improve and stuff like that. But then. No. Mm mm. I feel that. I remember you being a very confident. I mean, you still are a very confident person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So what? So you, um, you guys went on your first date. Where'd you guys go? I want to say we went to the movies. Mm-hmm. I feel like we went to the movies. Do you remember what movie it was? No, <laughs> but I do remember the first time I went to his house. Mm-hmm. And it was okay. Like it was actually it was crazy because my mom. I was allowed to go. Mm -hmm. Like, it wasn't like, you know. How long into, like, your relationship was this allowed? I feel like it was like. All right. So, whenever it was, it was when 50 Cent Movie first came out. Because we watched the bootleg. At his house? Yeah. (sighs) The days of bootleg. Yep. So, my mom, in order for me to go there, my mom had to speak to his mom on the phone. Because she's one of those type of moms, like. Anywhere I went, any friend. It's like, oh, well, tell their mom to call me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, his mom called. She spoke to her. She's like, okay. She sounds like, you know, she, you know, she's stable, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I went there and I was allowed to be there for like a certain amount of time. And I get there and she's like, oh, you're cute, you know. So, she... 
went in her room and we sat in the living room they lived in an apartment at the time and we watched um what's it called get rich or die trying yep it came out november 9th 2005 okay Okay, that makes sense because we met in october okay so this is maybe like a month a little over a month after Mm -hmm. after y'all met or after no because you technically met him when your mom met him yeah (laughs) so wait Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, that makes sense. Because we watched it on a bootleg. So it wasn't yet out mm-hmm. on in the on DVD. On DVD. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so it came out in November. So it probably was like mid- January. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was, was back in the, January. Yeah, back in the day when it used to take longer for movies to come out on DVD mm-hmm. after, after the yeah. movie theaters. Okay. Yeah. So, and it's so funny, too, because around the same time, when we first met, I told him I was 15. Because mm-hmm. technically, all right, so technically I was 14. But you was almost 15. But I was almost 15. Like, so you can claim it. to this day <laughs> that I lied about my age. Yeah, so you was using close proximity to be able to claim it. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> I wish she was here. <laughs> so that day, I actually left my purse at his house. Mm-hmm. And my ID was inside of it. And his mom looked at the ID. Like, first of all, why she go in my purse? But whatever. <laughs> so she looked at the ID. And she was like, you said she was how old? And he's like, she's 15. And she was like, no, she's not. She's not 15. Or no, no, no. She said she just turned 15 on January 2nd. So, but he's not that much older than you for it to be. No, he's not. And he had just come to, you remember I had the dollar party for my 15th birthday? Yes, I do. That was the same year. Okay. That was all happening around the same time. So he came to the dollar party with all his friends. Mm -hmm. And it was that whole like, you know, thing. So the cake said happy 15th birthday. I don't know what he's talking about. So, okay, but how how much older is he than you? Maybe like a year and a half? Two years. Two. It is two years. Mm-hmm. But yep. in the grand scheme of things, that's not... I don't think that's too bad. No, not at all. It's really not. So, at that time, he was 16. Mm-hmm. So, that's our little teeny bopper love story. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but there's like some parts to that. So, y'all got together, you six. Well, you 15, y'all vibing, mm-hmm. you living your best life. Because um, mm-hmm. you guys were together for a lot of your high school years. Pretty much the whole thing. We broke up when I was 17 turning 18. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we broke up the summer after junior year. So going into your senior years when y'all broke up? Mm-hmm. Why? Child, I really don't know. And I remember we had a conversation about this before me and you. Mm-hmm. I really have no idea. Like, I really feel like it was because we were young and I felt like everybody thought that we were doing too much. Like, I can't really explain it. It was almost like societal pressure to not necessarily be held down in one relationship i think it's that yeah i think it's that idea that 
we experience every other emotion, right? And when we go through them, it's just that that time that we're learning about that emotion. But for some reason, when it comes to the emotion of love, it seems like there has to be more prerequisites, at least to adults, to children, in order to be able to fully understand what love is. And the truth is that love in itself is multifaceted, but you do learn the different types as you get older, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you don't know what it is. That you're experiencing when you experience it. Right. Right. And so that's the thing. It was like, you know, you don't know, y'all don't know. Or we would get a lot of questions about like, you know, why we aren't seeing other people or especially like men in my family would say stuff like, you know, you think you're the only girl or I don't know. It was just. I, it just made me feel like maybe we should break up. Like maybe we should break up and, you know, figure out this what you, you know, like this is if you love it, whatever let they it go. saying that we need. To, right. <laughs> if you love it, whatever let they it go, say, we it need to back, figure out. Let's right. <laughs> if it comes back to me that I know it's mine. You remember Ephraim said that at our wedding? <laughs> In his vows. The man quoted the Jay-Z song. Listen. But he said some vowels though, right? In my mind, I was like, no, he didn't. He's, he did. <laughs> I should have. I should have looked at this. <laughs> Cross yourself. Don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> but yeah. So. Yeah, we broke up. Um, but we remained friends like the whole entire time. Mm-hmm. And then you, when you went off to college, he had went off to, he had moved to Florida, right? Mm-hmm. Was it the same yep, year? Yep, he moved to Daytona. Yep, the same year I left. Okay. Um, I went to Morgan State in Baltimore. He went to Daytona State in Florida. Florida. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry, he's late. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, he was there. He was actually in a relationship at that time. Um... With a girl and, in Florida? Yeah, with a girl. But he met her in Philly. They both decided that they were going to go to Daytona State. Did they make the decision together? Yeah, like it was like, I'm going to... Oh. She was. She wanted to go to Daytona State. He was like, okay, you know, I'm going to go to Daytona State too. And they went together. Wow. Mm-hmm. It only lasts one year. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. No shade. No shade. No shade. I was in a relationship too. I was actually in two relationships in that time that we were broken up. I remember one of them. And I remember, mm-hmm. I think I remember you breaking up with him just because like you just wasn't feeling the vibe anymore. I think he was just a teenage boy. And he was just doing compared to Ephraim, who was a man, grown, right, grown. And here I am listening to people, (laughs) whatever. They know what they were talking about. Mm, So, yeah, that that relationship um, didn't last long. Although we remained friends for a while too, and we kind of played around with the idea of like um, talking again. Like when I was in school, like one time we talked on the phone but it was like you know what no um and then 
I was in a relationship at school. And that was good until it wasn't. Well, it just, well what happened with that one? I guess the, the guy was like a football player. So he was being, you know, whatever the football players do. He like, was playing his you know, role. <laughs> yeah, being a player, I guess. I don't know. Or he thought he was. Um, his family was really nice. His mom, his sister, and his dad, they were really nice. He also, I also figured out that I was the first black girl that he dated. And he was black. From Jersey. He lived in a really, like, well-off neighborhood. Um, Egg Harbor Township, New Jersey. Their house was beautiful. Um, so you've been to this man's house and everything. Yeah, I stayed there for the holiday, like, break yeah um yeah like his mom was really nice his mom was nice um we were in a relationship i think maybe i think maybe a year and a half wow yeah because when i i first got to school my idea was i'm doing me Mm-hmm. You know, typical college girl, like, I'm going <laughs> to live the life. This is a new starting point in my life. This is a new starting point. I'm going to do me. I'm going to do what they said I should do. I'm going to go find myself. Become, girl, come let me into tell myself. you how. I met this guy the first day. And we were in a relationship. I must not be good at doing me. I'm cracking up. I'm cracking up. <laughs> I don't know what that means. You know but. something, and even talking about this kind of reminds me of what dating means, right? Across cultures, across religion, mm-hmm. like what it actually means to date someone. Because that's that like when when they say like you should be dating at your age, like that's low key also saying like you should be. Um, like seeing almost, a bunch of different people or well, interviewing for mm-hmm. well i can't say for marriage because no like that's that's what you should be doing right i mean but in, in but some people don't necessarily believe in it but what i'm saying is that you're supposed to be looking for those uh, can like interviewing for, for a compatible right compatibility partner. is could this possibly work you know what are your you know, opinions, thoughts, perspectives on these, you know, certain mm-hmm. topics and stuff like that. But it doesn't necessarily mean like going around and having to like sleep with people either. Like it's kind of like yeah, building a rapport. Yeah, I don't know. I I guess I'm I just was never good at that part. Like I don't want to say I wasn't good. No, at it. I always I, got the job. Like no, I, I always mean, got the job. <laughs> I've never interviewed and didn't get picked. That part. <laughs> Ever. Um, I was saying, I think it's just different. Because even what my dating phase looked like, like, I used to think like, oh, I couldn't hold the relationship. But I think I just have very strong boundaries. And when it got to that point where I'm like, yeah, I, this is enough for me. I mm-hmm. think we should go ahead and go our separate ways. Because what I'm seeing right now is that I, this is not something I want to deal with. You know what I mean? This is mm-hmm. not something... Mm-hmm that works out for what my plans are for my future. This was fun. Thank you. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean, and step away. And yeah. and I had like you know a couple where, you know, it went longer than others. But I think that once I got to that point, I was like, okay, you yeah, know, we're done. Right. So you know, like it just looks different for for different people. Um, but yeah. I think that could be like a whole other podcast in itself. It really can. <laughs> it really can. Um. Okay, so me and my husband. Your story. <laughs> me and my husband met in the military when I was 23. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been together now for seven years. Right. Which is wild to even think that I've been with him for most of my 20s. Um, but I met my husband on a deployment. Um, his unit attached to my unit for this deployment <clears throat> and me and him getting together was a matter of coincidental more so than anything else. Um, mm-hmm. So, so like you said, like as a woman, I think that when we embark on these new adventures, we're like, okay, this year, like this is, this is my year. Like I'm gonna make it about right. me. I'm going to go through these transformations and it's going to be great. And the self care is going to be off the chain. Right. Um, so I'm 23 years old going into this deployment, but I had Kai when I was 19, like uh, too much shy of my 19th birthday. Right. So I associate adulthood with parenthood as well. So I've never had a moment of necessarily being an adult without having a child. Right. So I'm like, you know, on his deployment, I'm obviously not going to see my daughter for a whole year. So now I get to understand who I am as an adult without my daughter because I was a single parent. Mm hmm. Um, so, and that's what I wanted the year to be about, like about me, like this is my year. Um, I, we're probably like a week into this deployment of this is my year. And I found out that one of my friends had been sleeping with another one of my friends for the past five years in my unit. And I just didn't know. <laughs> um, and the military is like a fraternity, you know, like everyone's doing it literally. Mm-hmm. And I was just like really disappointed. <laughs> I was disappointed that I didn't know. You know, it was like the like the best kept secret. Mm-hmm. And like high school, secrets don't keep. Right. Um. And then I had another friend who was like she she was like really good with Tinder. She would go on random dates with guys on Tinder, even you know have sex with them come back home in the morning she was good at that she was good that's what she did like she was like i don't want a relationship um she also had a daughter so i think you know that was kind of like her focus but sometimes she just want to have fun and mm-hmm. it was like wow you know people's um comfort levels and their boundaries it kind of mm-hmm. was like made me kind of like draw into minds like well what am i comfortable with doing right um and that's kind of like what a question came from so i was I, i'm asking them like well who who am I going to have sex with on this deployment? Everyone just out having sex, you know? What? <laughs> and I'm just like, and, and it was a serious question. It wasn't even one of those like, ha ha girl talk. It was like, no, mm-hmm. for real. Like, let's see who, who, who are some candidates. So I was interviewing not for marriage, but for sex. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. And so we're just, you know, we're going down the list and trying to figure out like who would be like a really good, candidate and and you know when we earlier when we talked about confidence this is one of those things where it wasn't even like we have to come to an agreement on this it was like you are blessed that I even picked you for this task (laughs) okay 
Um, so we, we were going down a list of names and we got to my husband um, and my friend's like, oh, what about, what about Barbie, which is my husband's uh, military nickname? And I'm like, yeah, you know what? He cute. You know what I mean? He mm-hmm. And so I went to him, I went, I went to go knock on his door, you know, asked him to step out into the hallway so we could have some privacy, having this conversation. And I was just very honest and very blunt because that's definitely my personality. And I don't even know how to do things in a subtle way. That's actually something that I'm working on. Um, still. Still. No, still. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just said to him, like, I, I've pretty much already designated you as the person that I'm going to have sex with on this deployment. But hear me out. Hear me out. We should probably get to know each other first. So do you want to go out to eat? That was the question. Not will you have sex with me? Because you will. Because mm-hmm. like, why wouldn't you? The question is, will you go out to eat? And so in, in, in encompassing what I'm asking him is for the whole package. Deal. Like if you agree to dinner, you're agreeing to set the terms and conditions of this contract. That's deep. Deep. Um, and he agreed. And he agreed. He agreed. So we actually spent like a couple of weeks getting to know each other, like literally just talking and stuff and seeing if this is even someone that I want to share that kind of intimate space with in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, we did, we did the do, we did it a couple of times, a lot of times, but as that mm-hmm. relationship progressed, it started to change. Like, you know, Phil mm-hmm. started getting involved and, we essentially like renegotiated that contract. And I said to him, like, you know, I, I like you a whole lot more than I thought I would or even planned to or considered. Right. Um, I would like to see where this where this goes. Mm-hmm. You know, what are your what are your thoughts on it? And he was like, you know what? I like you, too. You're pretty OK. <laughs> You're pretty. Okay. You're pretty OK. And um yeah, we just took it. We just ran with it. And so just every step of that process, we were just very open and honest about where our feelings were going. We would kind of like check in a bit and see what was what. Mm-hmm. And so then it got to the point where, you know, you start talking about like, I love yous. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, if you ever hear my husband tell the story, he will tell you that I like screamed at him the first time I said it. And I didn't. I didn't scream at him. It was just very quiet. We were in a place of contemplation. You know how you just kind of mm-hmm. just sit with each other? Where were you? Like in a room or outside? We were actually on a beach. It was okay. probably like 12 o'clock at night. We're on this beach. Mm-hmm. It's pitch black. The moon is huge in the sky. It was it was beautiful. And it was one of those so like... So you just felt... The urge, right, you know, to you just felt say it. It. You felt it. It was mm-hmm. definitely like this this aura that was going around. It was like, this is it. This is your moment. Like, let them know what you're feeling in this moment. So it came out very bold. Like, I love you. Mm-hmm. But again, because it was so quiet, like he, he he says that I yelled at him. I didn't. I didn't yell. And what did he say? He was like, okay, um, thank you. I I have some feelings. And I'm like, no, it's cool. You know, I just needed you to know that. Right. He was like, I was like, I just needed you to know that. No need to necessarily reciprocate. 
I just felt like you should feel loved. Um, wow. And I think kind of like just that no pressure. How did you feel? How, like in that moment, how did you feel? I, I struggled to tell him. Not because mm-hmm. I was afraid he wouldn't feel that way back. But because I didn't want him to ne- to feel the pressures of feeling that way back. I think I'm very comfortable to be able to love someone without possessing them. And so my love for him is completely independent of his love for me. And I don't need his love in order for me to show or feel my love for him. Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes that message can be hard to communicate to someone. And that's, that was the part that made me nervous about telling him. But I was completely comfortable with him not necessarily feeling that way towards me. Do you feel like you still feel that way? That way about what? Like you feel comfortable sharing and, you know, expressing your love to him without him necessarily feeling like he should do the same. I think it comes like about, how many years into marriage? Cause this is what year five, five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think our love changes. There are moments where I, I feel obligatory and I feel that his love also has to be obligatory. And there are moments where I am more accepting. Mm hmm. Like, I would say even right now, like, we're coming out of a really big rough patch. So, it it has forced us to re-examine how we love each other, why we love each other. And I think it's it's for the better. Like, it's, it's definitely, there is growth in it. Mm-hmm. But I think that I am still very much so capable of loving him without possessing him. And I also like to remind myself to do that, not only to him, but to anyone that's in my life. You know, even my mm-hmm. children, they don't belong to me. I was just given the responsibility right. of raising them up. But they're they're their own people. And right. for the simple fact of being people, they are deserving of love. And I feel like that's really common. Not Not really common. It's not common. But I feel like amongst like... Um, you know, people who parent in the way that we do, mm-hmm. because we parent in a similar way when it comes to that, mm-hmm. right? I feel like it's easier when it comes to children or platonic relationships, but when it comes to like romantic relationships or marriage, I feel like people see it differently. So I was just, you know, curious about like, how do you feel now, five years into the marriage versus that day Mm -hmm. like if you told him you loved him if you told Ryan you loved him today and he said okay how would that make you feel that has happened (laughs) multiple times Mm. um and I think those are the moments where I I you know had to re-examine what that means as far as my love for him and I might not accept it right away, like my reaction. I might mm-hmm. just like react to it. But then I kind of like, you know, think it through and 
just know that that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay that he that he has those feelings and he's holding that space, but it doesn't change how I feel about him. Okay, guys. So we're gonna end with a rapid fire. Uh, let's start with you, Tyler. All right, Jessica. Ready? What is Ready. <laughs> what is one thing you would change about your wedding? I would have spent way less money or I would have taken like, um, what do they call it? Like a destination wedding. Oof. That sounds nice. Okay. Would you have gotten married sooner? No. What is one benefit that you have received from being married? Hmm. Um... religiously I would say the blessings of Allah nice okay you go all right Tyler what is one piece of advice you would give young Tyler before getting married go to uh marriage counseling Mm, I like that okay what do you love most about marriage the endless support, the unlimited support, the unconditional support. Mm. What's the hardest part about marriage? Dealing with your childhood traumas. Mm. They show up. Yes. Yes, they do. Hey, friends. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to follow our business tags at the Apothecary and Lotus Family Education Center. And listen out for podcast updates at successfully underscore speaking on Instagram. Tune in next week when we talk more on homeschool and how we're starting this school year.